0: You are listening to Cayo Conversations, a podcast about anything and everything that matters to Cayo Megas.
1: Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of our podcast. Thank you for joining us. I'm Leslie Harrington, CEO for Cayo and today we are thrilled to welcome Olympic athlete and sister, Laura Bennett, Initiate of the EOTA Alpha Chapter at SMU. In high school, Laura quickly emerged as a standout swimmer and track runner, which led her to a walk-on scholarship at SMU where she clinched an NCAA championship title. And her steadfast commitment and discipline paved the way for her remarkable success on the Olympic stage. She has represented the United States at multiple Olympics with a notable fourth place finish in the 2008 Beijing Olympics. She has also proven her athletic prowess at 14 world championships and has won four USA national titles alongside a long, long list of other titles, domestic and international. In the year 2000, Laura's path intersected with a man by the name of Greg Bennett, a fellow Olympic athlete from Sydney, Australia. The two are now married with two children and living in South Florida. Laura spends her time today promoting health and wellness to other mothers and friends, encourage, encouraging each of them to live their lives with intent and to optimize their potential, whatever that potential may be. So Sister Laura, welcome to Kyle Conversations. Thank you for taking the time to join the chat today.
0: Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. It's been really nice to have you guys reach out and, and welcome me on your podcast. So thank you.
1: Likewise. And I know that your story really began when you were just a preteen. You were only 10 years old when you started training for triathlons and only 12 when you started your career in swimming. So I want to know who introduced you to sports and how did you stay so focused with all the preteen distractions?
0: Yeah, sure. Okay. So my dad was always a runner. And so he would do fun runs on the weekends with my brothers who are basically five and six years older than I am. And so I think I was just always um interested in sport and you know very not you know athletic or whatever that was probably where my talent lied as as a young kid and my desire to to just be outside and and playing games so that led me into doing some running races with my dad and then um my next-door neighbor um, most of the neighbors actually I had were boys and they were always so much more fun because they would be outside and playing sport and doing things. And so it just ended up that way. And my next door neighbor was um, a swimmer and his mom you know, said, you know, you should come out for the swim team. And so I was like, okay. I mean, I'd, I think I had learned how to swim, but I wasn't on you know, a swim team or anything. And my brothers um, kind of brought triathlon to my dad who had never swum until the age of 40, he was always a runner and he, he fell in love with it right away. So I think that kind of brought me into the sport as well. You know, my brothers were at university when they did find it. I'm pretty sure it was about that time. And, and so it kind of got me involved um, when my dad was going to the local races and things. And then again, my next door neighbor, there was an iron kids series that went on when we were really young, like between that 10 years old and, eight to 12, um, basically, there was, I mean, it was probably all ages, but that's when we kind of started in my little group of swimmers and friends and everything. And so we, we did a few races of those and then also just the local races with my dad. And so basically that, I mean, I did all sports growing up and definitely you know, backyard football with the boys until they got too big.
1: That is what I wanted to ask you about, because it sounds like almost, you know, sports for you was a family affair. I'm not sure you had another choice. I mean, you had to do true, some kind true. of sports yeah. with all those boys in your family. Um, yeah. And it looks like you found another family at SMU and in Chi Omega. Uh, and it sounds like swimming found you. I mean, it looks like you right. almost had to choose swimming. And I'm so glad you said yes to Chi Omega. Did how did Kaimega show you flexibility when it came to your training schedule? It had to be just really, really intense.
0: Yeah. I mean, they were very supportive. I don't ever remember thinking, boy, the sorority is holding me back from what I need to get done here. Mm. So I I honestly, when I was, you know, um, thinking back about my experiences there, I, yeah, I don't, I only remember positive and enjoyable and flexible, even, you know, with the rush part of it, yeah. you know, they were really, really supportive and going, okay, we know what you need, you know, we know what you got going on and we'd love to have you be a part of us, but you know, here's the certain things you might need to get done to
1: get in here. And so,
0: yeah, so that's how it worked out. Great.
1: Yeah. Well, if Yoda Alpha had a lot of athletes, it sounds like they were already very flexible with training schedules Uh, You probably taught Chi Omega more than we taught you, but can you think of any skills that you learned from your Chi Omega experience that maybe served you well in your athletic performance or in your life today?
0: Well, I think just being around the camaraderie and, you know, the organizing of certain events and being a part of, you know, how you would structure everything and, and, you know, having the vision of, okay, this is what we want to put together, building it together, and and executing it and i think that's that's one of the the bigger parts of um what i probably took from from being there as as much as just the whole experience and the the beautiful girls that i got to to be you know create friendships with and
1: and everything so i love that we can organize an event that is for sure yeah definitely comes with the letters now, yes. After your athletic success in college, you reached, you know, really the pinnacle of athletic achievement, uh, becoming an Olympi- Olympic Olympic athlete. That is something that most of us will never, ever, ever achieve. So walk us through like everything. We want to know, you know, what was your headspace like? When did it feel real, and when did it feel surreal? And how did you combat the nerves?
0: Yeah. So then we did opening ceremonies, and I thought that was the most amazing experience. Like we you walk in as a team and then they announce you and you kind of cross the threshold and the crowd erupts and it's just like just the energy in there is so amazing and i think that's probably one of my most memorable pieces of the games and and then the race the with beijing i got fourth and that's tough because that's a heavy metal to put around your neck (laughs) But I went for I went for the win and basically ended up fourth. I think if I had played a conservative game, I think on the day, if I played a conservative game, the bronze was an option. Yeah, but yeah. The gold was a pretty solid gold for the girl that was dominating at the time. And um, the other girl was pretty solid, too. So the third was definitely up for grabs, but we we still went for it. And um,
1: well, I want to talk yeah. about that a little bit, because, sure, you know, I feel like It's hard for me to, you know, feel bad at all for a bronze medal. But um, you probably do feel, after you've invested so much time, so much nutrition, so much training in each of these goals, when you don't make the Olympic team or when you get a medal that you were not hoping for, um, how do you process that loss or disappointment? Or do you already know, like, hey, I'm one of the best in the world anyway? This is just a Wednesday for me.
0: You, I think you just... I mean, for one, you always appreciate a win or a success of any sort because <laughs> yeah. you never know when the next injury is or, you know, you can train for six months and get injured at the end of your strength phase and your season's over. I mean, it's brutal. And then, you know, you've you've spent all the money for the training camps and being away. And, you know, there's so there's a lot of um, a lot of like not, this, is, this is kind of the stressful side of it is trying to stay push the envelope but stay um injury free and that you know i think greg and i probably dug a little too deep sometimes and not enough i mean we were pretty good about recovery and nutrition and things like that but i mean you can always do better that's the mentality right always <laughs> so yes so yeah so i think you know getting i think i think in 04 you know kind of getting that slap in the face where you know it can be number 2 in the world and third at worlds mm-hmm. and in the same year you still don't make the olympic team that was oh four we you know that was can't remember when worlds was that year i think it was in june and you know olympics was in august or whatever um and you're still not good enough to make the team i mean it, it, it kind of gives you a pretty good shake and wake up like you're just gonna have to fight and deal with whatever you're gonna get you know and you just keep fighting and fighting and and i think I think that's what it is. It's about loving the challenge of kind of maximizing yourself and seeing what you can do. You know, I think maybe just it's within you in the sense like, you know, older brothers telling you can't do it. Well, "Well, I'm not trying to do it.
1: (laughs) You know. I wanna be beating you is the, you know, biggest motivation and inspiration you could probably have. You're so competitive. Yeah. Someone being, yeah, exactly.
0: Exactly. That's you're like, hang on, what could I've done better there? I'm going to get him next time. Kind of thing. Right. That's I know. Right? But that, that's it. Like, I think um, even, you know, Greg and I trained a lot together, but we tried never to compete against each other, yeah. but there have been times like in the pool, I can, I can, I can give him a little bit of a run for his money. Right. And so if we had him in the pool as opposed to out, in the open water, he would crush me out there, but because of the flip turns and everything, he wasn't as much of a pool swimmer. So I would be, so if I could, cause of swimming in college, I had really good control of my stroke and, you know, and I could control my pace and, and all of that. And so there'd be often times that we'd end up being next to each other and I would just squeeze him as much as I could. You know, if I felt like he was coming a little too close, I'd lift, go a little harder, you know, things like that. But so, yes, I do think we love the competition.
1: uh, Well, take that, Greg. I mean, I do want to talk about him just a little bit, even though you're our sister. Um, No, no. Your 24 year marriage, I think, is metal worthy in and of itself. (laughs) Uh, But I'm curious since he's also a former Olympic athlete, how do you guys work together now when you're so competitive and high performers? Does it clash or complement?
0: well i think we've always worked well together and you know we just take the things that we're good at and the other one fortunately is good at the other things that the other one doesn't want to do but since we stopped racing um because we've we were so much later like you know being um together for so long and our in our age or whatever we we kind of <laughs> no he he loves to tell this story so we were kind of we, we were kind of retired, but we were doing more um, just we go mountain biking in the afternoon. This is before kids and then come back. And we, we lived in Boulder. And we, we our house at the time was in an open space mm. so we could sit on the deck and it was beautiful. And we'd be having like every now and again having beer and charcuterie. Mm. And one of the times I was like, there's got to be more to life than this.
1: And he's like, not done. You were not done.
0: <laughs> oh, he was furious. He's like, so, hence kids. And so every time the kids are acting up, he's like, really? More to life? <laughs> really? Than that? You had to
1: have this. Yeah. <laughs> you did this to us. <laughs> I, I feel like speaking of perspective, I was on your website just, you know, stalking a little bit before our talk. And I love this quote that you have. Uh, on there. It says, we don't want to survive. We want you to thrive. We want you to optimize your life. So tell us what that means exactly for the average Joe and Joe Bell. Absolutely. I think, honestly, just living
0: with intent. Hmm. Like, I feel like we've always done that. And I definitely you know, felt like I did even as a youngster kind of going, yeah, I'm going to swimming to get better to, yeah. you know, not just to go to swimming because my parents told me to No, I want to become better and I want to be maximizing myself. So I think, you know, nowadays just if anybody's ever kind of feeling, you know, waffling on what they want to be doing and that kind of thing, well, we always, I mean, even, even Greg was saying the other day, we talked to all these parents, you know, with their kids and they got them in every single after after school sport and all of and he's like, "Why to what end like what are you guys doing like like to what is your what's your intent with all of this and it, I mean I think to some degree exposure is one, but some of the kids i mean they're we just do free play after school, yeah, you know I mean fortunately you know I've got the two that was our goal to have them close so they could be buddies and so that they could play together and then we just are with them all the time, and you know they're playing yeah but um but a lot of people of course would have one child or or the kids are so separated that they're they don't really play because it's three or four years apart and that kind of thing but ideally you know I think we think of it as like um just understanding why you're doing what you're doing and and taking a step back and thinking about it because we often talk about um you know the girls today and what you know Can you have it all? Like, because I feel like a lot of girls in that thirty. I'm, I'm in the thirty year old group. I'm not (laughs) thirty yet. I'm in that group because I waited so long to have kids. Yeah. yeah. So you know the thirty sixes and all of that. I'm, I'm a great deal older, right? And so basically, um, they feel conflicted because they basically are, they love their job, but they don't want to miss having kids. But then they feel like they don't want to leave their job, but they don't feel like they can stay with the you know, they feel like they have to still be in work. And I I just feel like it's such a short period of time in your life. Like it really is five years.
1: For those of us that are not natural athletes and, and mm-hmm. those of us that might be in our selfish focus on me time, what uh, fundamental ideas or takeaways do you have that anyone can improve their level of focus and success for whatever their goals are?
0: Well, I think just the consistency, like, first of all, knowing what what, what's your goal? Like if it's, I want to run a 5k, you know, in a, in three months, or if I just want to be healthier, you know, and just be, I think the consistency in, in all of that and trying to don't even if it's, even if there is no goal, having a plan of kind of going, okay, well, I'm going to go to the gym every day, but you know, plan it out for a week. And so you feel like, you feel like you're on a schedule to, to, for improvement, and then you can see the gains that that you you know might be after in the sense of if it's weight loss or if it's just feeling good every day, mm-hmm. honestly, or detoxing your body from all the options that we have nowadays. <laughs> you know, um, I think those are the the biggest things: the consistency and getting you know the good sleep at night.
1: Mm-hmm. For me, it's
0: like good sleep at night, nutrition and hydration, and oh. you know, remembering. That it's not just water, you know, like the Celtic sea salt is the latest thing, you know, to stay hydrated with the minerals. You know, there's always something. That's what the Greg's always like telling me that the nutrition is like, oh, it's a bunch of garbage, nutrition.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: it's just always something new. It's like, there's no consistency. And I'm like, I know everybody's trying to sell something, right? But yeah, I think just having that consistency and and actually finding people to do it with, accountability mm-hmm. buddies, you know, I think, um. I my I have a younger sister who's not into working out at all, but she does, but she does it with a friend. And so it's it's social. She's super social, you know. So that's all of a sudden she gets a workout too, you know? Uh, So I think it's finding finding what it is it takes for you to get that, you know, get you out the door and keep you that keep that consistency in order for you to um
1: to keep going. Well, that's what I'm hearing. I'm hearing get a goal, make a plan, consistency, and bring a friend. And Bridget, that sounds I think you do that and what's yeah, you'll meet that goal. It's the Olympics. Yeah. I mean, after and then it's the Olympics, exactly. <laughs>
0: Obviously. And then, and then like 25, 30 years of training yeah. <laughs> within Yeah, I mean,
1: you know, side notes. Uh, oh no. well, sister Laura, I am so happy to be able to break down your Olympic strategy into four key points. That was very easy. Yeah. Thank you for You're amazing. To us. Yeah, amazing. Um, and thank you for the time you spent today sharing your experiences with us. I want to know, are there any other Olympic worthy pieces of advice you'd like to share with our listeners today? Anything we missed? I don't know. I think I think the big one is, yeah,
0: probably just living your life with intent. I think you do that and everything else kind of falls in
1: place. I believe yeah. that. There you have <laughs> it. All the Coyote Conversations listeners live with intent and thank you everyone. And thank you, Laura, uh, for listening and for tuning in to Coyote Conversations today. If you know someone impressive, just like Sister Laura here, Kaya uh, Omega or not, that you'd like to see on the next episode or our broadcast, please email us at chiomega at chiomega.com. And if you've missed any of our previous KyO Conversations, you can get them all on our website at chiomega.com. And be sure to like and comment and follow us on social media so you can catch the next Chi Conversation. Thank you.